Hello everyone and welcome to State of the Realm, your weekly Final Fantasy XIV podcast. This week we're going to be doing a mid-expansion review. Not much else to talk about and we like to always take a, a look at things halfway through and see how ideas are panning out, especially since FanFest is a very hot topic and we're looking forward to that coming soon. Uh, we're also going to be getting someone in particular's thoughts on the Heaven on High lore, since we haven't had him on the show in a while. We should tell you one of our guests before I even introduce him. But to do that show, we're going to need some people. So I'm one of your hosts, Michael, Mr. Happy Pogrom. Of course, joining me is Sly, a.k.a. Sly the Fox, a.k.a. Sly, a.k.a. Gary Fox, a.k.a. Simple Sly. There you go. See, I did remember. Hi. Simple Sly. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm simple. Yeah. Trust me, you guys don't want to know how that conversation came to be. <laughs> Because it's just, um, are you sure? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, the, the people in the pre-show know, and that's knowledge that they, they can now take with them to the grave. Okay. It's, all right. It's nothing new. That's no, no, it's nothing new. Just, it's all, it's all, I guess, compressed, I guess we'll call yeah. it. There you go. And, uh, we made we made him wake up as early as possible in the morning, despite the cold evenings he's been having. And that would be Ethis Asher. How you doing, Atlas? Hello. Hello, I'm good. I'm good. How are we, everyone? I'm doing good. I'm feeling. I'm feeling real slick with my summer wear right now. You say you. So you say you're trying to fit in California, but you've never looked more of a Jersey douchebag. Nobody in New Jersey would wear a cup noodle hat, and and trust me, sunglasses is way more. People people in New Jersey, they just say fuck it, just hit me in the face. I kind of feel like sunglasses are universal though. Yeah, I see them a lot more well, in California. Sunglasses like universal douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no. So universal douchebag is the not so shaven face, mm-hmm. uh, the sunglasses, and a white tee. So I've got that going right now. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a good one. I like I like this one. Nice nice wig, Ethis. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you don't see me in the last six months, I've been growing my hair. It grows. I think I think it looks beautiful. Just wa- I just want to say the show is not brought to you by Cup Noodle. I just happen to be wearing this on top. One day we're, we're going to nail that sponsorship and we're going to get free Cup Noodles. One day. They sent me some Cup Noodles. I don't know why. I got I got a random box of Cup Noodle the other day with like seafood and curry Cup Noodles in it. I was like, I don't know how I got it. That's where, that's where I got the hat. Why, why would they sponsor you when you're doing it already? Exactly. They just give me a shirt and now they just need to give me the noodle sword. And I'll be good. They they just do have curry cup noodles. They do have a noodle sword. Just just so you know, yeah. do have a noodle sword. Uh, I, quick, I saw a photo of you with the with the noodle sword. I thought you had one. No, they just let me take the picture. I need to get oh. it. I need to own it. Oh. There you go. Oh. So while the show may not be sponsored by Cup Noodle, it is sponsored by Steel Series. It's on the sunglasses. So we picked a winner for last week's uh, giveaway. Just doing a little reminder that the July giveaway for Steel Series is going on for Stay of the Realm. So if you go to the YouTube video. Anything between Stay of the Realm 173 and 176 should have a giveaway at the bottom for the month of July. So be sure to go do that. If you're watching on Twitch, go to the YouTube for like five minutes. Go do that. If you're watching on YouTube, do that now before we actually start talking about Final Fantasy 14. Because that's, I guess that's what this show is about. And now with that, this is going to make my head start itching. So I got to take it off. Hats, 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 and I don't get along. Hats and I don't get along, unfortunately. It's okay. But anyway, gentlemen, Ethis, uh, first of all, thank you again for yes. joining us. Uh, oh, anytime. Thank you. We, have, we haven't had you on in a while. I was trying to wait until Pagos came out. And uh, it's, it's, it's taken like 10 years. So 
it has taken like 10 years, isn't it? It's kind of, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to I'm gonna start. I actually want to get your thoughts on that. Uh, Sly and I had this discussion about, mm. um, you know, we've been discussing whether or not the, the whole staggering of content is necessarily good. And we wanted mm-hmm. to see how much it was staggered before determining it. Where do, where do you stand on uh, Pago, mm-hmm. since we haven't gotten your thoughts on that, and how far from the next patch it is, and how far from the previous patch it was? Well, I think staggering content is sort of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because on one hand, it's it's nice that um, you know you can't blow through everything at once, right? And that you know you are logging in like every week, and you have something to do. But at the same time, it's people's prerogative to blow through content. In 24 hours like if that's what they want to do just let them do it i think so uh, I, I don't know i don't have any really strong feelings about it I'm, I'm i'm excited for it it's it seems to be a very long time still from 4.4 though doesn't it only uh i mean it, it might be september 11th so from when mm. pagos comes out just about four weeks you know just yeah a little bit more which is a long time i think for for pagos i think that it's almost there so people have something like sub like secondary to work on when 4.4 comes out like things maybe they didn't get caught up with the previous patch or they're not doing savage rating but with the item level mm-hmm. going up it's like how invested can you really be outside of just getting it done for the sake of getting it done yeah so yeah tough, no that's fair tough call but uh while we're in the discussion of pagos uh something that i, I last minute want to add to the show because it came out this morning was the live letter digest the official one Uh, because whenever we get the unofficial translations, you know, there's always one or two bits of information that comes up new and I'll throw this in the chat. And then if you guys want to grab it from the chat or I could throw it to you on zoom, um, I should have maybe actually thrown the actual thread in instead of throwing the link that will then take you to the thread. No, that's all right. Um, but they clarify a few things in there. Uh, and Mm -hmm. one of the things is regarding, uh, the third tier of Eureka, because we're already talking about that. And uh, they com- they did confirm that the logo system is a system where you can tempor- temporarily attain a different role while fighting. The example they gave in the unofficial translation was a DPS tanking. So blue- a literal blue DPS, pretty much. How does that work? That's what we want to know. I don't even <laughs> understand. I just want to... Do you guys even have any thoughts on that? Like, why? Like, what is the purpose? Like... Is it actually going to enhance gameplay in any way? Is it? Is it going to do people care? Like I just that's what take, I can't figure. You can out. take more red mages and just have one of them generate aggro. <laughs> that's great. Sly is like. Can I mean, have more red I, mages? I see. You. I, again, I love my red sluts, but like seriously, I don't know. I mean, other than maybe soloing or you know. Like how does how do I as a monk attain healer status? Like who becomes other than Red Mage? I guess in some like who becomes a healer? Like, your abilities aren't going to change, are they? But that's the whole uh, point. I, so then, how are you attaining a different role? Like your either your abilities have to start healing, or they have to start uh, they have to start generating enmity. Or if you are a tank or a healer, it, they have to deal more damage. I guess for tanks, being able to be a DPS might be probably. Or healers, I guess, already being a DPS, you know. Yeah, I mean the tank, the tank DPS, like that makes sense. But the healers, mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. If you're a monk and you're gonna, what you're just gonna turn into like a really shitty healer that doesn't actually have any heals, but somehow has the healer role. Or you get a better bloodbath. Maybe bloodbath spreads to everyone around you. 
when uh when you do it. The warriors can when be you, like when you do damage. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or it becomes yeah. AoE. The warriors just like yes, yes, and then they leave and it's gone. That's it. Mm. It's just a very a very awkward system to openly admit that you're going to have. Hello, Aloha. By the way, I didn't know you were down there. I moved my yeah, foot. Yeah, you can't really like, introduce something like that without really going into detail on it. Oh yeah, just by the way, we're gonna let like anyone do whatever role on whatever job in here. Aren't they? Aren't they a lot <laughs> more it. specific? With no questions, please. No questions. Aren't they a lot more specific when it comes to details like this, uh, for stuff like this? I think they, like they just they just go ahead and drop this and say, "Hey, that's it. Yeah. More details to come later," which I do <laughs> yeah. expect. But yeah, I, I yeah I don't expect them to dish out all the details. But more than that. <laughs> if you're going to say mm. something like that, I feel like you have to back it up with at least just one extra sentence mm -hmm. to some degree. And they didn't do that. <laughs> they just said, yeah, you'll be able to be a different role. So this, this um, are we expecting this to be, I guess, an experiment for something that they're going to release like more broadly than Pagos? Uh... Probably not, to be honest. I mean, the only the only other places I could see that being useful is like deep dungeons. If you mm -hmm. like, if you're pugging and you get four DPS, and like someone's like, ah, you know what? I kind of want to, you know, I mm -hmm. want I want this low with this logo system. I guess I'll shift over to being more of something else. Mm -hmm. I don't see anywhere else it being useful, but it's just it's awkward. It's just awkward. Yeah, it seems really strange because I mean, you can already switch between jobs freely while you're in. Eureka, like, why do you need more than that? I don't know, Ephes. I don't know. Please, please explain. We'll find out in the future, as they have said. Mm. Not yet, but in the future. Exciting. 4.4 mm. something. Mm -hmm. Probably, like, live letter in... Probably a live letter at... No, not at FanFest. Probably a live letter in October. <laughs> something like that. Live letter at FanFest is going to be dead. Yeah, Probably. Yeah. Uh, if they if they're talking about Eureka or the live letter in FanFest, I'm gonna be like resident sleeper so hard. <laughs> well, I mean, no, not the opening keynote, like because they do a keynote for the expansion, and the live yeah. letter is like about yeah. current, like some current stuff, you know, upcoming stuff. And uh, I'd yeah. imagine the next Eureka will either be just about to release after FanFest, mm -hmm. or it'll have mm -hmm. released just prior. One of the two. E either way, I'm thinking we're getting some details at FanFest about Eureka. What's that? Yeah. I, and if not the third one, they'll give us details about the fourth. <laughs> they'll do yeah. they'll do that a whole four months in advance again. Hey, here's this system that's going to show up in like six months. Have fun. There you go. And that's what they do with the expansion. They just give us a little bit. They give us little trickles. Little trickles. Uh, it works. They did also confirm that the third tier of Eureka will indeed see the return of armor upgrades. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think we can pretty much write in that it is a <laughs> yeah. Sly, I mean, I feel the same way, but I think it is definitely an item level thing. They were afraid of the item level of it in uh, Pagos. And just the question is, do they do it in the fourth? <laughs> I love the audio listeners don't get to see that when, when Sly does yeah. his little dances or his faces or... <laughs> my, my little fake enthusiasm. Yeah, insert uh, fake enthusiasm. Here, here, here. here. I'll, I'll narrate it for our audio listeners. Just do it one time. Sly raised his hands into the air like he just didn't care. He's shaking them left and right, and now they're open palms. He's doing it to the rhythm. I think it's to the rhythm of the song I just quoted. He's done. There you go. Thank you. That's for our audio listeners, just, just for you. So 
armor to grind in the next in the in the third tier. We have that confirmed. Uh, we also got confirmed the update to the Lost Canals of Usnair. They described how it's going to work. Ooh. Uh, so, so the unofficial translation said that you would have a choice between two two paths. That was what the unofficial translation came to uh, uh, roughly. The official mm -hmm. one says that when you enter Lost Canals, you are randomly thrown into one of two possible dungeons. The mm. first one's the one we already know. The second one, instead of having a door opening mechanic, it's a it's a it's a roulette on the ground that spins to determine Ooh. how how your progress and bonus rewards actually end up working. I want is, is the dungeon any different, like aesthetically? I don't know. There's 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 no mention of that. It just as it introduces a new mechanic. It's a new dungeon that features a giant roulette on the ground. So we're getting Psy in 14, right? Okay, good. Yeah. What? <laughs> you wanna you wanna hey, explain you, that real quick? P5, Psy. Yeah. Remember that roulette loop? I Psy? I'm well aware. It's just, no I feel like you can't just say it and expect everyone to get there. I want full explanation, you know. Mm. We're getting That's it, funny. yeah. Um, and then other than that, I don't think there's really too much. Uh, they show, they mentioned a little bit more. They, they let people know the exact location of the gate, which is the ruins of Sildi, for the, uh, the jump puzzle that they're going to be doing. That's, you... that's like a, that's like a 2000 year old ruin right <laughs> you know a priceless part of of thanalan's history and and godman mandeville is like let's jump on it let's have <laughs> millions of people jumping on it every day that seems that seems good could you could you imagine being a, an eorzean archaeologist and like getting this proposal from god but yeah so i'm just gonna let like all the adventurers just like climb and jump all over uh all over your dig site if that's cool uh I yeah, well, listen, uh, like, I'm Godvert Mandeville, and uh, I just do what I want. So, um, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and do it, and you can just uh, suck it. You know what's weirder for me? It's like, it, he clearly has to rent out the space, and he's clearly got a lot of money, but it's not like we pay to go on the ride. Like, if we don't pay Gil to go on the ride. Yeah, but he's, he's Santa Claus. I know yeah. he's Santa Claus. He's he Santa Claus if he didn't wear pants. Yeah. He's he's literally Santa Claus. Sly, you really <laughs> You're gonna you're gonna question wait, wait, wait. who pays who pays for all these toys, Santa Claus? No one does. Santa. He is he dude, Godbert is Santa and the elves. And the yeah. rain and the reindeer. Exactly. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh for, for those audio listeners, Sly threw his hands in the air again, confused, wondering <laughs> how could this happen? Thank you. I'm I've got you for the audio listeners in particular. I'm 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 New Jersey. I, I do this with my hands a lot. Oh, for the audio listeners, I'm waving my hands around. So I understand. We're from I'm from New Jersey. I speak with my hands. But yeah, and they're going to be renting out more locations at this, which I know you're a fan of. I mean, are you a fan? You sound a little disturbed by it. No, I mean it's it's, 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 it's kind of going to be weird. From like a law perspective, um, yeah. but more than that, I just don't enjoy jumping puzzles that much. Like the platforming mechanics in fourteen are almost as bad as they really? are in fifteen. 
your character doesn't when you turn your character in 14 it doesn't move in that direction so all right okay that's that's fair they're they're bad in different ways but uh, who asked for this are people are people asking him this? him I, 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 can't I didn't even see okay what I'm to pointing. be fair I didn't ask for them to go rent it out for the gold saucer I just asked mm-hmm. for you just asked for more I asked for things like that for like just I, I like think having things in the world be climbable is is cool right like being able to jump and and like reach places and you know like that's that's fun that's a lot of fun being able to jump on buildings and stuff that's really cool but but this is this is a weird way to do it yeah, because I compare it to, to me, I compare it to, you know how Dark Souls, in Dark Souls, you, you know, platform to certain areas, you know, just to see what's up there and they leave little items and stuff like that. They do mm-hmm. it naturally. Mm-hmm. Now it's become more of a, well, okay, we're putting this in so you will do it. And we're making it kind of like blatantly obvious, putting like stools and places. Yeah, and it's like, reach. so why am I jumping? Uh, because there's a jump place. It's the place yeah. you go to jump. Oh, Platforming. Yeah, oh. Mario's been doing it for 30 years. <laughs> Mario doesn't have to jump on all those things, and no one has to design them that way. But you the know, Koopas how, are stupid. When was the last Stupas. time? Question for both of you guys. When was the last time you jumped in real life? Like two days ago. Why? What were you doing jumping two days ago? I was jumping over something because it was in my way. Probably my cat. <laughs> did you step over it? Or did you? Or did you like? No, like, I did a hop. A little hop. Okay. All right. Over. What about you, Sly? When was the last time you jumped? <laughs> Listen, if there were more jump puzzles out there, that wasn't you know some some design like you know they just decide, if they design yeah. a jump puzzle down the street, I'll go do it. It's called parkour. Your whole your no, whole no, 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 no. They got to design a puzzle because I'm not trying to die. All right. I'm I'm just saying that it's it's kind of ridiculous in video games in general, like how integral jumping is and how fascinated people are with jumping, given how little human beings actually that's jump. why they do it because human beings don't naturally have excuses to just jump all the time unless you're eight years old and you were given a hershey's kiss that's right it. okay but but okay so final fantasy 11 you can't jump 1.0 you can't well, jump it's like it's like oh where's my immersive experience i can't jump in this world you wouldn't be jumping anyway <laughs> well if you type slash jump jump puzzles are dumb if, it's if, not a platformer I the agree. floor is lava yeah you've never played the floor is lava as a kid yeah, as a kid, fine. Let's go it's play not, right it's not Final Fantasy XIV, it's not a platformer. Jump puzzles are dumb. Stay off my Sildir ruins. I'm trying to take nice screenshots. You can take them from even more angles now. <laughs> that's that's true. There you go. That is true. They're I, still going to look ugly because of the protrusions from them. You know what I need? I need a jump puzzle at the... Uh, the uh, oh, God, my brain. No. My brain died. No, you don't. No, at yeah. uh, no, the the ruins of. See, even uh, your brain's rejecting it. Like your own no, body rejected. I had it. I had it, and then in, I looked at a receipt, and I replaced the word that I was looking for. The uh, nim. I need uh, I need it over at the ruins. I need to jump between okay. all of them. Okay, but but why? Because we can't go there now anyway, so just make it like a jump puzzle. We should be able to, we should be able to go there. Like I like the idea of having I, I want every zone that we've ever been to in the game just like available to wander around in. I want to be able to go to the dungeons and just like wander around in them while they're empty. Oh, they like, put, they yeah. could put them in dungeons, put them in holotali. Yeah. 
but don't, but don't like let us jump in there, but don't like specifically say, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna zone you into Halatali for sixty seconds so you can do this arbitrary jump puzzle with hundred other players. Put it in, giggity. I'm down. I can't wait to see what else he rents out. Uh, I think it's stupid. I just think I really for me, this. it's also one of those things where I always say they could get a lot more mileage out of content if they just reused assets. Bam. <laughs> but there are better ways to reuse this assets. Content. Other than fucking jump. This, this is, is absolutely not, content. It's not content. No, it's not. Have you never played Crash Bandicoot? There's literally like there's a level at the very end. It's literally just every that level is an is, entire game. It's a three D platform. Exactly, and it's, it's content the there. The so it's content here. game. It's content Shut there. Me. It's content here. Fuck, fuck you, Mike. <laughs> you son of a bitch. It's content there. It's content here. You contrarian. Son Listen, of I also just want them to work on anything that isn't Blitzball. So, yeah, I get that. So if they're distracted with this and people well, like that's, this, that's, like, that's another thing, right? If they're working on this, why are they why are they not working on Blitzball? They are. They just said that they're afraid no one will like it, and I agree. That's your fault. You realize that, right? My fault. Yep. If you just kept your mouth yep. shut or pretended that you were going to enjoy Blitzball and just let us have this one, right? If you if you actually start saying, oh, maybe Blitzball is going to be pretty good, you know, people would listen to you, and and then oh, we'd have Blitzball boy. That's that's a lie and a half, and you know it. Nah, we'd have it. It's nope. your fault. You're holding us back. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. All right. If you want to believe that, go ahead. But anyway, that's all that came out of the translations for that like information that's like brand new, I suppose, mm -hmm. or has been clarified to some degree. So. uh yeah, good. I'm, I I see. I I like the official digests as opposed to the little Twitter things we get that then have to be remedied yeah. later anyway. Yeah. 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 Ooh. Sly looks on, wondering when they'll stop. <laughs> They're still going. I listen. I'm just thinking of our audio viewers. Thank you. And I'm sure they like yeah. the ASMR happy. Anyway. We're trying to we're trying to create a tableau. For the audio viewers, it's important. I like the I like the hand motion he did there. Tableau. There you go. That's good. All right. So with that, we can now start to piece together kind of the primary topic of the show, and that we are going to be doing a mid expansion review. We're going to be looking at how content has evolved thus far compared to mm. Heavensward. We're specifically going to be comparing it to Heavensward since that was the only other expansion that we have. Uh, we can draw some parallels to a Realm Reborn, but feel like back then there was so much they were doing so much learning that things mm -hmm. kind of just changed at such a rapid pace it's almost not fair to compare mm -hmm. it to some degree so with that we're going to take all the different aspects give a few thoughts on it move on to the next aspect that sound good sure all right then let's start with the most straightforward one in that of the main scenario quests so we will include 4.0 4.1 4.2 4.3 Compared against how you felt up to the conclusion of Heavens or the conclusion with the uh, end of the Dragon Song War. Sly, you muted. <laughs> with this list, are we going to include like an overall, um, you know, kind of. Feel free to use free, that I if guess. it helps make your point. Just it's, 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 it's thoughts, feelings, emotions, brain. Yeah. Well, when I asked like a bunch of people today about this, like, what do you think about Stormblood right now? A lot of them, like, just focused on story because it's like they're some of them aren't raiders, some of them don't, you know, craft. They just come to do the story. Crazy. 
Um, in terms of the overall experience, a lot of people gave it, it was between B and C. A few A's for story, but B's and C's. Um, some people feel like the story is not really forced, but rushed. Um, they feel like Doman is better than Alamegan. Alamegan is a little bit better than Doman. I I kind of feel like we've seen enough of the Doman story. Uh, we've seen a lot of it. And the Alamegan story kind of gets left behind. So um, I think that's reasonable. It, yeah. Um, I'd definitely like to see a little bit more from the Alamegan side. And a lot of other people would too. It's just that we, between all the content we have in Doma, the the Enclave, uh, the Four Lords, we get a lot of Doma every patch. Mm-hmm. Nearly nearly every patch. And like I feel like Alamigo has just got shut out. Do you expect that we'll see more Alamegan stuff now that we're kind of taking this tangent to moving to Ilzebub? I'm not confident, honestly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I'm not confident. I hope. But I'm not really confident that we'll see a lot more. Maybe once, like maybe once we clear up the four lords, then we kind of go move back towards Alamigo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how they could play that out story wise, but you know, from a development standpoint, once we finish four lords, yeah, it's time to go back. You got, you got it's imagine. time to go to Garlemald. After yeah, that. well, that's the thing. But you, you got to imagine the last two patches that we've been hanging around in Doma, like stuff has been progressing in Alamigo. Mm-hmm. Um. So hopefully we'll at least like learn, you know, what's what's happened, what's progressed. I feel like I where think- we we left Alamigo off in uh, in four point one, they had kind of come to the realization they needed to progress, and there wasn't much more the Warrior of Light could do at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's probably why I I did say four point one was of the point one patches across the various releases has probably been the most story sound. In terms of you know the way it progressed and the way it felt as a post, hey, you just beat the expansion story. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that being said, I think a lot of the reason we don't see a lot of Alamigo is because Alamigo was ingrained in the lore and we knew a lot about it without ever really going there before mm-hmm. Alamigo mm-hmm. itself ever came out. Um, and since then, we've learned a few more things. Again, really, four point one being the the majority of the things that we've we've picked up since then. And Doma and all of Hingashi and authored and all that, they were complete unknowns, pretty much. Mm-hmm. There was absolutely nothing about them, and everything had to be established. So and we still know very little about Othard. Yeah, and about Eastern Hingashi. We know some things, but we know very little overall. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I think I think this November we'll know a lot more, Ethis. I think we'll learn a lot more this November when uh this magical little thing called the uh, Encyclopedia Eorzea Volume 2 comes out. I was shocked. So was I. I'm, I'm, can, we, can we take a tangent and just talk about this for a minute? I think, I think it's worth it because we are on the topic of story. It's another 300 pages. So the first volume is 300 pages. The first volume covers lore that's been established through 1.0, A Realm Reborn, Heaven's Ward. And, and like a couple of, you know, sort of Stormblood teasers, basically. We've had less than a whole expansion and another 300 pages. Well, no, it's been two years, because the last, the last lore book was available at the North American Fan Fest. That yeah, was, I know. So it's been two years. It's been pretty much it's the been exact. Two years. It's, it's been, been two years, but I'm, talk, I'm talking about the amount of, of content 
that oh, has been in the game. Yeah. Okay. And that window has been less than an expansion. And it's 300, and yet it's the same size. Three whole, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, in, in, in the first one, um, there, there isn't a whole lot of information that we weren't already uh, sort of able to find or able to extrapolate from other sources, you know, from interviews, from the forums, from, uh, you know, in-game sources. Um, but it was just a nice way of, like, bringing it all together and collating it um, in one place, in one sort of reference. Um, volume 2 by necessity, is going to be a majority of stuff that we have never heard before from anywhere. And that is so exciting to me. Hmm. I think it'll be split. I think that the key for this one is because the Stormblood is going to be split between two sectors, sectors, excuse me, um, there's going to be like a lot of Dome and War. Mm. I think it's like how you do Aorzivia, East mm. and West. I think that's yeah. what we're going to get in volume two right but it's not it's not going to cover stuff that's already in volume one yeah right and volume one covers almost everything that we know about eorzea even now and eorzea's history so volume two is is got to be you know the 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 domain in the east and stuff that we've learned since which is not Mm -hmm. all that much and then a whole bunch of new stuff it's going to be at least like two-thirds completely new information yeah Depending on how many pictures there are, but yeah, you know, it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty intense. I want to know how picture heavy a, it is. It's just a picture book, and the text is like, <laughs> it's got it's got Hien doing this behind uh, behind uh, Yugiri and stuff like oh. that, just like doing doing bunny ears. Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's the whole book. I, I have I have very high expectations for it. And what's even better about that is you won't have to wait on an eight hour line to get it this time. Bayonne confirmed on the forums there will be pre-ordering for the merchandise yeah. line. Yeah. For those attending. So uh, I wonder what to do, what what do you do with all that extra time now? <laughs> go see the sites. Go go see a show. You know. I like how it's go know, away from fan facts. Yes. <laughs> so far that's been his first suggestion was yeah, go do something else. Yeah. Go do something else because like you'll have you'll you'll have time, you know, do the challenge, do all the do all the stuff. It's a lot of freed up time. And the majority of our time at past FanFest have been the merch. Not mine. <laughs> of course, Mel, of course Mel, not. Listen, I said, Mel, I don't want anything at the merchandise booth. She's like, you're going to want the lore book. I'm like, yeah, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not worth it to me to stand in this line. And she's like, I'll go do it. I'm like, don't you, don't go do it. And she's like, I'm going to go do it. I'm like, she right. did her best. She did it. She also was like the like one of the like first hundred people in line. So she got through pretty quick. I'm just saying. That's this time we won't have to worry about any of that. So well, fingers crossed. We don't know how picking it up is exactly gonna, you know, how quick that's gonna it should just be hey, hey. Here's I'd imagine th- I'd imagine they'd assign a time for you to come pick yeah. it up so that way they can de- they can demand yeah. you be yeah, there. Yeah, they should you know. do it at probably like fifteen minute intervals. So at most you're gonna be waiting behind, you know, a couple of hundred people. Yeah. It's right? gonna be it's gonna be intense. I just can't wait. Because I remember immediately opening the first lore book and then seeing the Midgard Stormer page and being like, Alright, that's it. That's, <laughs> I'm good. That's that was the one thing I wanted to see. Uh, and it's in here, and we haven't heard nothing about them since, and I don't expect it anytime soon. About Midgard Zormer? Yeah, we have. No, about about the remaining two, where they are. Oh, Vertra and Azadaja. Uh, yeah. One day. 
one day. One day. Yeah. All right. So with that tangent, excited, <laughs> excited. Uh, so so Sly, you you were you done with the main story stuff since we we got kind of sidetracked on yeah. on that? Okay. Yeah. Ephes, how did how did you feel about uh, about Stormblood's story? How it's how it progressed up until it was over in quotes so before 4.3 came out a lot of people were constantly telling me oh man heaven's world was so much better it was like so hype with like the warriors of darkness and Nidhogg and stuff like that i'm like you guys are forgetting 3.1 and 3.2 and and how slow um and and not that dramatic they were um and you're comparing 4.1 4.2 to like the latter patches of heaven's ward and i was like just just wait for 4.3 shit's gonna hit the fan it's gonna start to like really really ramp up and and it did of course um and people really got like rose tinted glasses regarding heaven's ward because people people were bitching constantly with every patch that came out with heaven's ward with every piece of content people were people were complaining and now Stormblood, where everything is like, you know, for the most part, demonstrably improved. Um, people are like, oh man, Alexander was so much better. <laughs> and people are like, oh man, the story in Heaven's Ward was like so much better and all the content they released was so much better. It's like... I don't remember people, how much bitching there was about Alexander. the last expansion, right, that people think uh, was the better one, right? Yeah. Um, so, hmm. I, I I don't know. I remember three three point one. It's like, oh, the Warriors of Darkness are here. Yeah, my see see you in six months. See yeah no see you in the nine months because it was three point four. When yeah right yeah that's and it was true. over. They they were uh, done was, in three showing 4. up. Yeah, I mean they showed up for like a couple of cutscenes here and there, in between. Yeah, and you're just like, oh, they're doing something, and then they were gone. Yeah. They they yeah. helped with the whole Shinryu thing, and then just left. That was they were just like, yeah, we're done. They're like, yeah, we'll get the eyes, and then we'll be mm. no, we'll be not part of this plan at all. By the way, mm. um, but that's comparing three point four. I all, mean, so. I, I I still think I still think it was great. I just think that people don't seem to remember how they were feeling back then. Um, and I mean, I, I I loved Alexander. Alexander was great. I think Alexander was a great story. But at the time, man, people were getting the pitchforks out, saying that it wasn't as good as Coil. It wasn't. And now people are getting the pitchforks out saying that this is as good as Alexander. And it's like, just have a little perspective, guys. Yeah. We're never going to have that perspective. No, no. But I, I don't, people just have short, such uh, short memories. Um, yeah. 4.3 was great. 4.4 looks like it's going to be super, super hype in terms of story. Um, and in terms of all like the, the side content, I mean, you compare Eureka to Diadem. Okay. Case in point, like if, if well, if we're comparing the two expansions, we're comparing uh, you know a, a, a format that was very experimental in Heaven's Ward that they've really, I, I would say, kind of mastered to an extent in Stormblood. They've produced like a better version of it. Yeah. Okay. And yes. and yet and yet people are pining for the state of the game in general, how it was back when Diadem came out and. At the time, people were miserable, or at least claiming to be miserable. It was pretty miserable. So you got to remember, three point one, three point one, three point one, and even to some degree, three point two tanked the rating community, mm. dismantled it, yes, yeah. by piece. Then 
provided yeah. content that was an, an, a month later than the normal patch cycle. Yeah. Was frowned upon greatly, questioned mm -hmm. the entire time, and generally given zero value with one of the most hated relic increase steps we've ever had in that of the yeah. 310 step. Yeah. So I think I think the problem is is twofold. On one hand, people are comparing um, a half-finished expansion to a finished expansion's story. That's the problem with the story. Yeah. Um, and then, on the other hand, with the content, people are just being belligerently and willfully, um, I, I don't know, ignorant, <laughs> Forget, forgetful, I guess. <laughs> You share any of that sentiment, Sly? Maybe with content alone. Um, right now, as we stand, where we're currently at in um, Stormblood, uh, comparing comparing to Heaven's Ward, um, which I remember at the time, what was there currently to do? I mean, we, nobody did do them. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. <laughs> um, That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, yeah, that's the simplest way to pull it, put it. Um, and I, I agree with what Eftis is saying a lot about, about how people are kind of forgetting what we had in heaven, mm. what we have now. I just want to be super um, clear. I, I, I was, if any of you remember, which you probably don't, if you're the people that are complaining about uh, Stormblood now. Um, mm -hmm. But if you do remember, you remember that I was, I was defending pretty much everything that was happening in Heaven's Ward. Um, I was enjoying it. I was having a great time. I'm not. I'm not saying that Heaven's Ward was crap and Stormblood is great. What I'm saying is that people need to remember how they were feeling about Heaven's Ward, and the the majority, um, or at least the, the the loudest sentiment at the time was that people were were unhappy with, you know, large aspects. I Sorry guess for me, know. what it is. Oh no, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, I guess for me, what I'm noticing is a huge sen sense of entitlement would probably be the best word. We don't have a lot of content. The content we do have right now, it, it, we need more. We need something different. Eureka's not doing it for me. You were saying the same thing about Deedon. Albeit Deedon is a whole other issue on itself. but It's what like, prompted Deedon to be created, pretty much. Yeah. That, it, that sentence. Yeah. And I don't know, there's just like a large sense of entitlement in terms of like what we want in terms of our content. There's going to be more content. One, people are a little bit myth about not having another um, ultimate. ultimate. I am. I get it. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree with that. Like the, the yeah. expectation was set that they were going to do that every second mm -hmm. patch. They said they were going to do that every second patch. So look, I think, yeah. I think that as a, as a paying subscriber, like you are entitled to certain things of course you are. but you're entitled you're entitled to things with within context of the game and things that yeah. are reasonable yeah like realistic expectations mm. yeah and, and in terms of content like comparing eureka a lot of people and we had this conversation today a lot of people are saying well what if we had mythic plus dungeons okay like when Whatever. Uh, yeah, I know you're you're excited. You're uh, the, the thought does excite people, but in, in terms of comparing the content from 
last expansion to this expansion. Yeah, we don't have it. It's something you wish for. Did you wish for that where we're sitting like last expansion? Probably not. You weren't even thinking about it. So, uh, some people were thinking about Mythic Dungeons. People want harder four-man content. That's That's been probably one of the biggest requests is harder. That's been a request since Around Reborn. Yeah. Right. It's getting more rampant now, which is why it prompted Rathos because of the whole Monster Hunter thing. You know, four players, right. you know, the rule of five. Yeah, and, and that, and that is Hunter, a yeah. good response to it, I think. I hope that they, they take enough. what they get. For, yeah, no, it's absolutely not. I I hope what they 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 take from Raphos is things and ideas of what they can do. I think the whole auto re-raise thing is one way to combat the whole concern about uh, mm -hmm. about which you know if the healer goes down because then you have backup plans and whatnot. I feel like that's the thing that yeah. saying like with mythic dungeons, just them being unreasonable. The game, the the, the way the game works, right? Is that right. if you've got stuff that your healer has to deal with, your healer dies, you're done. It's just unreasonable yeah yeah pretty much and that's the one thing to make things more difficult is to just crank numbers because when yeah, you exactly. have four people the amount of things you can do with four even with five people the amount of things you can do is not incredibly high you lose a lot of dynamics that are pretty constant in, in raids things that mm -hmm. you know that your second tank is needed for things your second healer is needed for you can target mm -hmm. one healer with one mechanic and another healer can be responsible for dealing with something else you can't do that when you have very few people yeah so, exactly um, I do think that they can they could still stretch that. They can bend their own rules. They don't have to look at what is constant currently. They can create a new constant for that kind of thing. And I hope Rathlos with the auto raise and uh, the way mm -hmm. the mechanics work there end up kind of inspiring them to some degree. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's really good that they're experimenting with Rathlos. Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm 50-50. Uh, I've, mm -hmm. I've taken a hard look back at Heavensward Stormblood. I think if I were to compare just 3.0, 4.0, I, I think I enjoyed 4.0 more, but I guess objectively looking at 3.0, I felt that um, I was it was a little bit more compelling, I suppose. Mm -hmm. The uh, the the journey, especially the first half, actually, mm -hmm. was for me uh, just a much more interesting dynamic to watch them pick up people one by one, you know, with Estinian and, and Alphano and that dynamic and, and his sale. I feel like there was a lot done in that span of time with those with with the the band of four including the warrior of light that was a really good take something that really doesn't feel like it's been done since or uh was done before uh stormblood felt more standard but well done i suppose but like like composed well mm -hmm. so but if i look at 3.1 3.2 um the only part of 3.2 i even gave one shit about was the very end which teased 3.3 and mm -hmm. 3.1 was oh wow cool warriors are, and they're gone mm -hmm. and that's it that was there was and the urian j beginning of the urian j plot line that didn't finish unfolding till 3.4 yeah and we got to see that beautiful face oh so handsome <laughs> oh. <laughs> you don't need you don't need you don't need me to help you with that one audio listeners <laughs> you can you can put his face in your in your in your memories um, whereas 4.1, I think, is one of the best not-expansion story quests with all the dynamics with Raubon and Nanamo and Alamigo in general. Yeah. Um, also, the bullshit reason to go do the dungeon ended up being pretty pretty compelling, I'd say. Uh, because it was a total... He's like, yeah, no, I totally just want to... Bored. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> yeah, I and of course there's more to it than that. Yeah, and then what you end up learning in that dungeon is uh, 
is is quite interesting or quite or mm-hmm. discovering this part of Alamigo. Like we said, there hasn't been a lot of that. So the one opportunity mm-hmm. they took to do it, I thought was they did it very, very thoroughly. You know. Yeah, and then four point two, four point three was a very well put together, I guess, Doman conclusion. It was very satisfying, mm-hmm. very invoked a lot of emotion. So I just for me, Stormblood kind of wins overall, mostly because mm-hmm. of point one, point two, and point three. And uh, but I will say this: nothing beats. Prace Velger and Nidhogg over Ishgard. No, nothing has beaten that since, and I don't know when it will. Shinry, you can suck my dick. It's not nearly as interesting as watching those two fight. For me. I think we can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's reasonable. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's it for main story, but we do have to consider side story as well. You know, we have to look at things like uh, the Scholasticate was in 3.x. You have to look at Hildebrand and how he unfolded throughout Heaven's Word. Um or at least during the earlier portions of Heavensward, you have to look at the uh, the refugees. I think well, refugees was Heavensward, wasn't it? Then they did they start the refugees in a Rome Reborn, or did they start that in Heavensward? They started in a Rome Reborn. I think. Oh, okay. Rome wow, yeah, that's yeah. really far back. Okay, then mm-hmm. then ignore that. Um, and then you have to look at the story of the Warring Triad. Then I suppose is the last thing. And I guess the story of the Anima Weapon has to be kind of taken into account because the Anima Weapon was a, this whole creating a living being thing. Yeah. Uh, and then you have to compare that to Eureka thus far, which is kind of rough because we only have one Eureka, which has been one of the mm-hmm. drawbacks that I guess we can talk about a little bit later. You have to compare that mm-hmm. to our current Hildebrand and how it's panning out so far. You have to compare that to the Four Lords, and you have to compare that to Dolmen Reconstruction, I suppose. So this one, I feel like a little bit tougher if you want to pick one over the other for any individual, but uh, I'd like to try and get overall thoughts on, I guess, the world building stories on the side for storm but also you have to consider things like the chocobo ranch and whatever you know any of those quests that you want to <laughs> like just generally the world building from side quests i guess the world building from side quests is kind of just a good generalization four lords does about as much world building as warring triad but warring triad as a story kicked its ass see i thought warring Tri- so far i thought warring triad was just it's it, it's got a, it's one of those things where everything that you didn't see is way cooler than everything we're currently dealing with for me. I felt yeah. like it was, it was a big waste of people like, uh, te- uh sorry, not that uh, big waste of people like, uh, what's his face? The, I can't, a regular, no, regular, right? No, I don't ca- think you think you think regular was wasted, yeah, big time. That's just okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought regular was go, completely go ahead. wasted on the warring, tra- like, he had so much room to be. So much more, and they just didn't let him. They grew like so much in that he, quest. He line. grew, but he didn't grow till a the very and end, he, and b it was just he was just gone. And he, but we and can't he even set up, we can't even talk about that part just yet. He set up the resonant, like he was like the echo. This is a tool that the emperor is going to want to use, and like that was you know a huge part of his like character growth was was going from the empire treating the echo as like this aberration to them being like oh shit actually this is the future i felt like they, they didn't do a good job with delivery at all okay but i mean i'm also talking about we're still also talking about the earlier parts how it was kind of building up warring triad mm-hmm. again everything mm-hmm. you i felt like everything you didn't see was interesting about them mm-hmm. whereas i'm far mm-hmm. more invested mm-hmm. in the characters so far with the four lords we can revisit this again after 4.5 and whatnot is complete obviously revisit mm-hmm. four lords versus warring triad that's how i felt about that that's how i feel about the two at the midway point 
Don't you think the stakes were a lot higher for Warring Triad, though? Um, I guess we have we could better envision the stakes because a lot of us are familiar with you know are familiar with the warring triad we're familiar with primals specifically mm -hmm. primals so uh, i feel like we have a better idea of it mm -hmm. whereas with the four lords we're being told the stakes are mm -hmm. high but we mm -hmm. the closest thing we've come to seeing that is uh is what's his face being possessed by the aramatama not biatko mm -hmm. uh the kojin i can never remember his name Serbon, uh, there you go. Yes, yeah, that's the closest. Yeah. That's the closest thing we've seen, and it's not. And then mm -hmm. I'm distracted by Tataru the whole time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, she did her best. So the stakes, I feel like we, I, I could tell they were higher there. I can't tell how high the stakes are right now with mm -hmm. four lords. Okay, all right. Yeah. What about you, Sly? How are you feeling about these side story quests? I don't know. It Right now, I feel like comparing the Four Lords and Roaring Triad, the Four Lords feels a lot more compelling to me. Uh, yeah, there was a lot of lore to be had in the um, Warring Triad. It just, I just felt like I really didn't have a rooting interest in it like I do with the Four Lords. Hmm. And that, that's pers and that's probably personal reasons. Um, going back to the small side tangent of characters like Regula. I one, Mike, I agree with you. I don't like how we this handled because I don't like how a lot of characters beyond regular and for regular are handled. Stop giving characters fucking redemption arcs. Please. <laughs> I mean he as much as he had it, a like we see the thing is we have to remember we're talking about mid expansion because when we look at Regula by the end of it all um, he had yeah. he had a redemption arc mixed with a I just fucked you guys so hard, like yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call that a redemption arc for regular. It was it was more like it was his <laughs> honor. His more... honor prevented him from being worse than he was. Well, yeah, I mean it, it was like hey, look at this. The, the Garlands are not actually psychopaths like all of them except for Xenos. I rather have a fucking psychopath. Okay. I'd rather it be cut and I dry. Love Zenos for that, evil. Yeah. But 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 he didn't. They were, but, but with Z, uh, sorry with um, um, regular, there weren't any uh -huh. like inconsistencies. There weren't any changes in his character. He he was after the neural. Yeah, the change was And then he realized yeah. that the neural links were fucked up and he couldn't use them. And was like, mm -hmm. oh, but maybe we can use the echo. So I'm going to defend this kid that has the echo, so that the emperor can make use of him. That was what he was about. Yeah. There was there was, there was no there was no like moment where it was like oh i've been wrong all this time the warrior of lights is the true power in the universe no although that was guys that's Again, a different yeah. we don't know we can't we we can't comment on guys yet well that was that was guys at the end of Rome. oh yeah, yeah yeah guys at the end of yeah. the realm reborn was like maybe we've been wrong all along blah, yeah blah blah yeah we need him kind of and then him or her and then kind of with and then kind of with um Ordola and see, so you, see redemption. you I love well, the way they handle her because her inner turmoil no. won, but like there's that like that mm -hmm. that that's that speckle of light that was like kind of by at the there very end. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, like there's there was an internal conflict, but it didn't it didn't win out in the end. Kind of yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think Flodola's been consistent as well. She's wanted to do what's best for Alamigo and defend Alamigo and make sure Alamigo survives. It's just her 
knowledge of, um, you know, the best way to go about that has has changed. I think I think I was watching your stream at this last night, as you know, and someone suggested that Gaius is going to be the one to give her a purpose again. And I, I really liked that. I'd be into that. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, mean, I, I love him to like reestablish the um, the skulls, but as like a <laughs> like a, a counter Garlean incursion force. And he has a lot more respect for the Echo now than he used to. So the fact that she she might be artificial, but I have a feeling there's a there's a, a deep seated respect for him there, even though she's, oh totally yeah. yeah. And the idea of using her against against the Asians is just he's not mm. going to turn that down. No way. No, fuck no. Yeah. no, she's got the echo. Like, it's more than he's got. And yet he's killed uh, four of them. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, I'm sorry, the Shadow Hunter has killed. Oh, uh, yeah. No, the, the, the Shadow Hunter. Hunter. We don't all, we don't know that it's Gaius. We, or, we, we, we don't know. We don't know if Let's that's Gaius. There's no yeah. way to know for certain, guys. Don't get ahead of yourself, Ethos. It might not even be. It's fucking guys. But yeah, quick side tangent. But either way, like I honestly prefer the Four Lords over uh, the Warring Triad. Mm. Other other um, side quests, I kind of gave up on Scholastic at midway through. Um it's so important people, it's so important to ishgar like it is so important yeah. as a world building tool but it, it's important in a way that's not necessarily exciting depending on i think that's a fair way to put it perspective yeah. it's mm. it's like actual knowledge versus scholastica was more interesting than like the domain reconstruction i think would be the equivalent i guess in world yeah. building i 100 percent agree scholastica was way more interesting and I think similarly, Hildebrand in, in Heaven's Ward, at least to me, was far more interesting than it is at the moment. Even with the amount of Hildebrand we got in Heaven's Ward? <sighs> Man, yeah, but we can't do it. We're doing mid-expansion. You got to talk about up to yeah, about the halfway true. point. And up to the halfway point, Hildebrand in Heaven's Ward was just hot garbage, man. You think so? I think so. I think Hildebrand, this is the weakest start Hildebrand had was in Stormblood. It's really mm -hmm. showing, expansion by expansion, it's showing more and more how not prepared they are for people to keep asking for more. Because the intro to it for Stormblood is just like, oh, Nashu's here. You guys sure? You sure you want this? <laughs> yeah. Sure you want this? And then 4.25 and 4.35 Hildebrand have like, when I, I, I compare them to 4.4, uh, 3.45 Hildebrand, which I was dying when I saw when when I when it was like he's getting away slowly but he's getting away <laughs> like I just I remember all of I remember all of that one and so far both two two five and three five have been uh good for me there's also this deep-seated not expectation but um desire based on the way the story's progressed for another Hildebrand related trial considering mm. what's currently transpiring there Mm -hmm. um, and that gets me a little bit more excited, whereas I had kind of given up on that. They had, they had very clearly said back in 3.x that Hildebrand was not going to get one. And this but time... They said leading into Stormblood that they had no intentions of doing it ever again. They, there's, there's a few sources where they've said they've considered it. They've never said we're doing mm -hmm. it. They've said we've thought mm -hmm. about it again. Because uh, mm -hmm. people have... It's mostly because people keep saying people liked it in mm. a realm reborn you know i think three mm -hmm. trials is a bit much and I, that's what we mm -hmm. got in a realm reborn uh it's content. 
but yeah, I mean, but the problem they had is validating that content. I that's the big problem they had with it in a Realm Reborn. Like mm. they threw minions in there to try and give it a little more life, and it worked for a slightly longer period of time, but um yeah. it was difficult to to validate it as something people would continue to do. So and it was required to get to the parts later, and they already know how people feel about that with the main story. So there's a lot of conflict there. But I'm hopeful. And so far I've been enjoying Hildebrand a lot more than Hildebrand in 3.x. I, I was really I was con- I was very happy with the way it was at the end of Heaven's Word, but at the midway point I was like, don't even bother with Hildebrand anymore. If this is how it's gonna be, that's how I felt midway through in Heaven's Word. That's me. Which patch was it when Gigi turned buff? <laughs> that was I actually think that, that was 3.3? I think that was three point three. Um and that was yeah. a good that was a good scene. Mm. because he got kidnapped in 3.4 and then uh, went offline mm-hmm. in 3.5 so mm-hmm. uh, that was a good scene but that didn't make Hildebrand good like that one scene didn't redeem that it had been the the least interesting things they could have done up to that point mm. I mean it was interesting to me because they introduced time magic and between that and alexander we were starting to think like seriously about time magic in final fantasy 14 so there was a lot of stuff to like digest there for me whereas hildebrand up to this point in stormblood is just um hijinks yeah and and all the all the comedy that they've used is recycled from previous hildebrands it's his antics yeah yeah but there's nothing like the cross-dressing no. Although this cross dressing, I like the so I liked a lot better than there was one part in particular with the Mandragoras with with the kissy face. That's the best mm-hmm. part of that one. This mm-hmm. one, when you you see him, you're just like, oh no! It's the same. It's the exact and, same. And 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 because of the cultural differences, the the mm-hmm. the guys are like, I didn't ask for that today. Ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like, wait, I didn't ask for that today. Ah, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, and the other guy's like, oh, didn't know you were into that. And he's like, no, I'm, well... It's not Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> and the Wolf Burglar, it's it's pretty interesting seeing more than two seconds of the Wolf Burglar from Final Fantasy VI. In Final Fantasy VI, you catch him in two seconds, and then he's falling off a cliff, and you're like, him or a new party member? I'm going to go with the new party member. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, uh, I don't know. It's just how I feel. It's not, it's not necessarily validated, I suppose, objectively, but it's just how I feel about Hildebrand now. That's where I'm going. Fair. Yeah. Uh, so, side stories. I believe that, that covers that for the majority. Um, so, then we have to actually get into kind of the meat, because a lot of the things that people compare is content, just overall. Like, they look at Palace of the Dead, Heaven on High. They look at the quality of the primals in 3.x versus the quality of the primals in 4.x. Dungeons, number of dungeons, blah, blah, blah. So, I'm going to let, I'm gonna let uh, Sly, where do you want to get started here? Because it's literally a huge thing that there's no way we can just kind of narrow it down or, or try to, to compress it into one topic. I'll go primals. you go primals? Okay. Mike, I feel like kind of like this is going to be easy for you. <laughs> it's easy for me to. Thornton was so much fucking better than Diaco. I can't compare Thor. I like to compare Thornton to Shinryu, and I do think that I do like Thornton better than than Shinryu, and I do like Sephiroth better than Biako. It's the other way around for me. 
Sephiroth like, was I, poorly designed from like a content perspective, like the way it was so much fun though. But he was, it was, it was great. He I remember, I, I just remember fun. it. It was so good. I just remember the trailer with Sephiroth. He falls off the edge, and I'm like, <laughs> just on my face was like. Then again, I felt the same way when I saw Buff Yako. but then I yeah, then, then I then I did the fights. The, yeah, and you're like, mm, okay, wake me up in three minutes. Yeah. Yeah, the fights in Stormblood have been kind of a big letdown. I, I'll admit, I did like Shinryu for like its weight, what it what it had in terms of weight of the story. I guess you could say. Plus, the music was really good in the beginning. Um, unique mechanics, so to speak. Um, I'll still agree with you that altogether, you know, Gordon pr- probably was is. A better fight than Shinryu. And then we have. If they just cut out the oh, air. Oh, we're on the ground? If they just cut out the on air the phase, the Biako fight flows so well without that air phase in there. Like it it really does. Because the second the second half of the fight is is pretty well put together. It's just you're you by the time I get to it, I'm so uninterested in the second half of the it's, fight. It's well composed, but there's nothing like visually or mechanically that sort of interesting going Those on balls man no. balls everywhere get it. everybody played near automata I get <laughs> balls just everywhere there's balls screenings Scra- loves balls dude circles and balls they do they fucking mm-hmm. love balls there you go uh all i know is i may not like lakshmi but i will do anything other than bismarck <laughs> i will i will play anything that's not bismarck please I hated Bismarck. That's fair. Yeah. Um, Susano and Ravana, I can't choose between. They're so equal to me. Like similar. Yeah. I love. I I mean, they're similar thematically, but also like both of them are just good. Like I'm entertained by Ravana, and I'm entertained Mm. by Susano. Like Susano's like like ha ha kind of thing, and Ravana is just like he's so in love with combat, he kind of doesn't care. He's fighting you. He just cares that he's fighting kind of mentality. I just want to fight. Yeah. Like they're they're just more interesting prime. Both of them are just to me equally interesting primals. Mm-hmm. That uh, I enjoy on screen. Shinryu and Thornton. Thornton had more conviction. Shinryu was Xenos. And he's just like, fuck it. Here, look what I can do. And then it's badass, but Thornton though it was I uh, yeah, Thornton wins there. Sephiroth wins for Biako just because of the air phase for me. And yeah. Nidhogg and I like I like the impact of Nidhogg more than Sukiyomi. Um, they're different. They're very different, though. It's hard to compare them to one another because of what you're supposed to be feeling while you're fighting them mm-hmm. is so different. Mm-hmm. Like Nidhogg's supposed to be almost Bahamut esque, where it's like what's on the line is like millions and millions of lives, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's there for Sukiyomi, but in the moment, you care more about her. In a sense, yeah, and I what, think I. I think I tip it over. Well, they make to it. Sukiyomi. They make it really clear when you're going into the story mode, Sukiyomi, that she's pretty weak, like as a primal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that she's going to be defeated. That's not what what's at stake. What's at stake is the Garland response, um, right. and whether or not she's going to live or die. That's what's at stake. So, I mean, I I did the Nidhogg fight so much more than I've done the Sukiyomi fight, and I just think. In that, that just 
indicates to me that subconsciously, I obviously much prefer the former. I mean, Dragoon Nidhogg was a pretty big spectacle. Astinian yeah, Hog. It was, yeah. it was pretty epic. Um, for yeah, for like a not Bahamut dragon, they did a they did a good job making him not just like every other dragon, pretty mm -hmm. much. And I was appreciative of that. Tsukiyomi is just what you're like. That it's the transition phase. I think is the big, the big pushing point for Tsukiyomi, because mm -hmm. seeing that internal struggle and Gosetsu and his impact on her and seeing that mm -hmm. play out from what's happened before, what's happening, what happens right after. But it's also such a boring part of the fight as well. It is, and it's nice that the the implications of it are a lot more are, are so prevalent that I kind of while I'm doing it, I'm more thinking about that than I am thinking yeah. about the encounter. When Biako happens, I'm like How can <laughs> I do can I, can I do this without moving once? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like if I just press my Q key like six times, is that enough times to get hit zero times? Or just about. Or you pick up, you pick a, a con you make a conga line, and you see if the first person can keep the other seven alive. <laughs> and while you're farming, you rotate who's in charge of the conga line. Uh, that's good. I like that. The only way to make that part fun is to do stupid shit. It also gives me an excuse: seven runs out of eight to go get some water or something. Mm -hmm. so. <laughs> that's that's the implications with that one. So yeah, I think I think Heavensward wins for me on primals in terms of. Gameplay implications, story implications, they're pretty close. Because I have ones I dislike, ones I, I do I like more. Uh okay. up to this point. Yeah. I think I think Nidhogg is, is the thing that kind of pushes it over for me for Heaven's Word, to be honest. That's fair. Alright, well, I let Sly pick that aspect. Ethos, what aspect would you like to compare between the two? Mm, let's talk about dungeons, I suppose. Dungeons. Alright, Stormblood wins, moving on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was easy. Less less I dungeons mean, to, to this point so yeah. far. Yeah, mid mid expansion review. Yeah, le less less dungeons, more. I mean, all right, all right. I I can see you're the lore guy, so I'll let you rattle these thoughts out. Let's go. So Sorokai was pretty good, both lore wise and and like spectacle wise. Mm -hmm. Um, but but you're right that more dungeons was generally redundancies, right? Yeah, it was like just dungeons for the sake of having dungeons. Yeah, I, like, there are dungeons I liked that I didn't get enough out of in Heavensward mm -hmm. was the problem. I really liked St. Mosion's Arboretum, but mm -hmm. we learned so little. It's why I'm actually looking forward to 4.4 and going back there. Yeah. Um, when I look at what I we learned... I was trying to milk, like, anything from St. Mosion's. I was like, oh, there's stuff here that, you know, implies it's a mirror city. There's stuff here that implies it's a new world. Like, oh, is this is this the, the, the Boloko? Are these the people that worship Sephiroth? To which Koji was like, oh, they're not sentient. I'm like, well, Koji, if they're not sentient, why are they using staffs? Like, how can they... The wood remembers. Well, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, so I, I was a little bit disappointed with that. But, um, I mean, Stormblood, like, Scala, like, lore-wise, I was just like, yes. So good. I also, like, I, they always did it, but for some reason, the tr even, this seems silly, but even the triple triad cards that come out of the dungeons... I feel mm. like are I'm I'm getting a lot more out of them. Like when you when you look at the description for uh the last boss of Scala and what you learn mm. via the description on there, I mean yeah, everything everything you wanted to know is gonna come off that card, which is mm. a great thing to have. And mm -hmm. then I look back at Heavensward and I go, Oh, anti tower. It was what it was supposed to be That's is cool. Decent. 
What it, it was, was supposed decent. to be was cool. But once you're in there, it's it's a staircase to heaven and that's it. Like there's while you're in there, you're not really learning much about anything. You just kind of know what it is. Yes. Yeah. That's that's true. The fact that it exists, the fact that it's a thing is sort of, you know, a fun bit of lore and there's things that you can sort of extrapolate from that but the experience of running the dungeon itself you, you you're right you don't feel like you're sort of um progressing you don't feel like you're discovering really yeah uh although it is worth we, we're kind of looking at max level dungeons now we do kind of have to pay note to the 51 to 59 versus 61 to 69 dungeons and that gets a little mm -hmm. tougher um because some of those have so? I think it gets a little bit tougher. I look at the Stormblood dungeons, um, and I, on average, think I like them their implications better across the board. Yeah, I think the Stormblood ones are way better, the leveling ones. Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, Stone Vigil, they're pretty clear to you why you're in there, um, and there's not mm -hmm. very much information about the Vigil in the Vigil. Like, you can learn about the Vigil elsewhere, but... Yeah, um, I mean, there's a bit of, like, 1.0 tie-ins, which are, which are pretty cool, but that's yeah. more like an Easter egg yeah. than anything else. And then you have uh, Samal, which is not, I mean, what it is, is straight, again, it's straightforward. It's its the path mm -hmm. that'll take you up to the Churning Mists, and, mm -hmm. it's, and it's also home to Nidhogg's Consort. Mm -hmm. and, okay. You'd expect this giant volcano mountain to maybe have something a little more for me here. Mm -hmm. Then you have the Airy. Mm -hmm. And then you have a library with no fucking books. <laughs> The Cabal Library that had no books. You have you have the Vault, which is one of my favorite dungeons aesthetically. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah. if you know anything about the Cathedral, there's nothing more to pick up in the Vault itself. That's true. And then then you finally get to the, once you get to Fractal, like Fractal is where that's that's where it's yeah, kind of it good all lot. is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's Asus Law. Asus Law is, as a whole kind of is your your Lord Depository for. A lot of heaven's word and then no one gives a fuck about never reap who gives shit um <laughs> do you want to disagree no fuck never no. <laughs> so i feel oh. like i feel like just stormblood wins in a lot of regards here like yeah the, like ruby the the shisui has you know it's got a lot there's a lot of importance there which we've explored further after mm -hmm. the fact sirens on steam even i think yeah, Siren Song C. Siren Song C is more for me like a world location. It's again less about the lore because not a whole lot's answered about what the structure kind yeah. of intentionally. You can kind of pull from it what it was supposed to be, but not so much why it necessarily is the way it is because it doesn't feel like we freed it from anything. It's still kind of fucked up the way that it was. Yeah, uh, Doma Castle itself. Uh, I'd say it probably wasn't too much. I'd say that was more of a story implication. It's just more interesting than the airy, which I'd be I'd consider its equivalent, even though they're different levels. Uh, I wouldn't mm. say the vault is I think equal. That's reasonable. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'd say that the Bardem's Medal for me is probably the least interesting of the bunch across uh, okay. the leveling ones, both from a gameplay perspective and from uh, and from a uh, you again. It's one of those things you know what it is, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you're like, our aren't doing this shit. Come on. <laughs> This is totally different for them than it is for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but but it's also like you you go in there and you realize how much more um, sophisticated the Zayla 
culture is. Slightly more for me. <laughs> Slightly more. Yeah, Slightly right. more sophisticated. They've got a giant rock in the middle of a fucking open plane. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty that's that's to me that's sophisticated enough. Alright. The structure the structure has a lot of things you don't know about it, and it's it's just there. As soon as you live on sure that is. thing, that's certainly is there. It certainly is there. I, I think for me, Stormblood just wins in dungeons. There's less of them because of the design, and they're better. Mm-hmm. Even Alamigo, the final, the final dungeon, is like I'm far more invested in that than I am in fucking Arf. Alamigo was busy. It was really fucking busy. You're in the, the middle of an active office. war battle. Yeah, yeah and exactly. it actually, it actually feels like that. And that's the thing when you when you had some um, dungeons like that in in Heaven's Ward, didn't didn't. It didn't really feel like immersive as it does. Like it, Doma Castle and Alamigo both, like you really do feel like you're in the middle of a battle, which is really cool. You don't really get that sensation anywhere else. And Arf is just, I just didn't care. It's all right. It's the, okay. The, the dungeon, the dungeon itself was okay. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. say Regula was a bad boss. I wouldn't say the second boss was a bad boss. I wouldn't even say the Asians and Asian Asian Prime was great. But yeah, Asian Prime is pretty cool. But it didn't it didn't do a whole lot for me on the way in. It's again, you know what it is on the way in, but what you're going to at the end where you fight Thornton, that's the important thing. To find mm-hmm. the final destination of that. Mm-hmm. I also had to do Arf way too many times. We all did. We all did. <laughs> but Fra- Fractal was better. Fractal was the better dungeon by far. And Fractal Hard Mode. We got that and yeah. expanded and was- on it. Yeah. And it, it, it was it was an incredible world building experience, and mm-hmm. and it showed mm-hmm. a whole nother side. It wasn't just hey, we're going back. It was a whole mm-hmm. nother side of fractal and a whole nother function that it served. Mm-hmm. And the Ixol finally learning that they're abominations. <laughs> <laughs> Their words. When, when are the Lullafell going to learn? When when are we going <laughs> to have like a to Azza slot to those goop pools with the Lullafells? The Lullafells are born. <laughs> We should take Lola Rito up there and be like, you still think you're the shit? Look at this. He'll, he'll just be like, I've evolved. <laughs> That's all. I've evolved. Uh, all right. Uh, all right. So, Ethis, we've, I've done primals. He's mm. done dungeons. No, no, mm. Ethis did dungeons. I, I said dungeons. Oh, yeah. Oh, he said dungeons. So, Gabby, yeah. what do you want? As if you this? don't know what I'm of course. All right. Let's of course, go. I'm going to look at the raids. Of course, I'm going to yeah. do that. And I think for the health of the game, Stormblood wins by a fucking mile and a half. I will never. The, the game. Yeah, sure. I, I don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I love A3 Savage. I love A8 Savage. I haven't, I haven't really liked A7 Savage, except for the whole when you disconnect the boss gets a stack because they don't want people cheesing the shit. Um, <laughs> annoyed, that annoyed the fuck out of me. But, and A6. Like, I love a lot of the fights there. But when I look at the encounters in uh, in Stormblood, unfortunately, there's no ultimate equivalent unless I want to look at like a four savage, I guess. And even then, it's mm-hmm. it's one of those things you're progressing on while you're gearing, so the experience isn't the same. So could you really leave awful though? Could you leave ultimate out of the? I mean, if I if I compare raid to raid, I'll take Midas pretty much over everything. Um, yeah, okay. That's for me personally. Uh, but 
for the overall health of the game and the number of people that I can interact with and, and the good it's done, I think it's hard to argue against the Stormblood raids. Mm -hmm. Comparing them on an even playing field. And then ultimates for sadistic people like me who just want to watch everyone else burn after I've like gone through it. Love watching me like, oh, he's gonna fucking die here. Oh, he's gonna fucking die. And then at the end, you're like, oh, no, he's gonna fucking do it. Oh, he's gonna fucking do it. There you go. That's it. That's the mix of emotions there is 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 strong that's a good author's impression actually is it? <laughs> I'm, I'm well then hold on don't forget guys uh you can sub free with twitch prime but anyway that's true. yeah it's very true if i'm doing if i'm if i'm already there and yeah i just i think that and also by the way a1 a2 a4 mm -hmm. so fucking boring <laughs> like don't get me wrong oh one is the worst fucking fight in the game but it's like I just I look back on those fights with just not fond memories. But personally. Pepsi Man made up for all of it. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him. You can't I've, do that. I, I, I kind of don't want to. We also got the brute justice theme, which I'll ne I'll never turn away the brute justice theme. Uh, I think if we look at the OST and the story, uh, I still think Alexander. As much as like back then, I wasn't too excited about it. I think Alexander's mm -hmm. first two parts were better than Omega's. First two parts. Mm -hmm. I have been not nearly as invested in Omega's story. Like, I want to be, but mm -hmm. I'm really not. <laughs> it's so difficult to be. It is incredibly difficult to be invested in Omega. He Even Omega doesn't seem invested in Omega's story. He's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll see you later. That didn't work, what? so... Uh, it's been established, like, what's going on and what's happening and what's at stake, and it just hasn't really progressed. I like, can, we're just going to continue doing that. Yeah, it's like, I, I can summon monsters all over the world and wipe out humanity. But if you participate in my tournament, I won't do it. <laughs> and it hasn't really moved beyond that. I mean, don't get me wrong, the, the lore um, exposition about how Omega was, you know, pre-Alligan and he's kind of responsible for Alligan's advance into the space age and all that. Like, that was awesome. That was one of the, like, biggest... I guess hype lore moments we've had in the lifetime of the game, but it just hasn't like it hasn't grown. Like mm -hmm. the the uh, it's just more of the same. It's like we're going back in there and doing that thing still that we were doing. And he wants to see how strong we can possibly be. Mm -hmm. He's like, I must see you at your full power. I must understand it. Mm -hmm. It's driving him crazy, and he's and he's just a robot. So it's, it's just he's following that program omega himself just hasn't i don't care about him i just i want the fights have been good neo x death was good god kefka was was good yeah. things like guardian like all the fights have just they've been good they're just not like a3 and a8 mm -hmm. that's it it's hard for, for them to be because they're, they're they're not as much a struggle i suppose mm -hmm. so it's 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 just a, it's a very it's very hard to capture the same emotion but i still think stormblood if you include ultimate and just even without them, the health of the game has improved so much. Ultimates improve people's interest in raiding, even if just mm -hmm. via like YouTube and, and Twitch and, and just visual platforms and discussion platforms. Uh, and then the other raids have encouraged people who never thought they would raid to take up arms and actually jump in, which is good. Mm -hmm. right. And like you said, in comparison, just A3 just kind of shut a lot of people out of fucking raiding. And then A6 Whereas... did again. Yep. And then I guess um like you said, um Sigma Escape. 
not to say Delta Escape, excuse me, kind of renewed that a little bit. So, yeah. yeah, so many people was like, oh, I can raid. I can do it. Yeah, it's yeah. not that bad. Right. Now it is. <laughs> it's way different back in the day. It's mm. at least a nice way of getting people back in because before it was Bahamut's story that kind of drew people in and made them want mm. to try it. And then they got mm. burnt out when Alexander kind of just shit on their face. And mm. it's shit on everyone's face. Even the people who beat it, it's still shit on our faces, pretty much. And uh, then Omega's like, oh, I can, I can actually do this. Yeah. And I like that. I always like things that are better for the overall game. I'll sit here and be a whiny bitch, but I want other people to have a good time. I totally agree with you. I, I haven't had as much fun raiding since A3. Like, just nothing is, has the topped that. What the fuck is wrong with you? I just think it was the best fight in the game ever, period. I think it was great. I think it was amazing. Um, but, again, all the ones since have been a lot more approachable and a lot more fun to, like, the majority of players, and that's that's the best thing. I agree with that. All right. So we've gone full circle between all three of us. Uh, probably want, probably can look at maybe a couple more topics. Sly, is there anything else you want to compare between the two? You can look at uh, e external portions of content, maybe the unique content or, uh, you know, other aspects that have evolved or maybe been in, or maybe been revisited in Stormblood Eureka versus the Anima Weapon. They've got a bunch of topics on the table mm -hmm. still. I can give you a few of the communities. 24 minutes. Here. 24 mans is another. Oh, yeah, 24 mans is another one. Yeah. That's tough for me. Mm. That, is, that, is, yeah. that is a bit tough, actually. Yeah. Because mm. the Heavensward ones were. Void Arc sucked as a raid, Void but like. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but it was hype. But the way they. Is, like, the hype was there. Yeah. 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 And then Weeping City was. Weeping City was nice. It was good. It was yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. But if Ivelisse, uh, I think Ivelisse wins. Mm -hmm. As I, much I, as yeah. I'm learning about Mark, I think Ivelisse wins. It's just so much more composed. And it has to be because mm -hmm. of who's in charge of it. He's not going to yeah, let that exactly. shit. Mm -hmm. he, yeah. He's not going to let that shit fall to the wayside. I don't know why we needed all this bacon bread, but you're not going to let that shit fall to the side. Mm -hmm. What about you, Sly? In terms of 24 mans or in general? 24 mans and then in general. Uh, hands down, Ibelis. Um I guess nostalgia has a little bit to do with it. There's so much nostalgia there, even though it's not related to the actual um, source material. But um, yeah, I just feel like I, I got tired of doing fucking Void Arc. <laughs> I really it's all Void Arc's <laughs> fault. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people got tired of doing Void Arc. Eventually, I got tired of doing Weeping City, but Weeping City was so much better. I never got tired of doing um, Weeping City. I never got tired of it. I did. No, I, did. I don't think I did. Either. I always, I always love betting yeah. with myself how how badly the last Bad? two bosses would go. Yeah, I think a lot of people. Oh, that too. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, okay, on Osmond, do they know how to do meteors? And then I get to the next boss, like, do they know how to do haircut? <laughs> The answer is no. The answer is no. no. And now it's do they it's know how to count? Do they do they know math? <laughs> do they do, can you know math? Can they see the pot over his head? Do they know what dive bombs look like? It's a lot of lot of factors. 
And then we go back to Hash Mall, and Hash Mall, and it's like, do people know how towers lean? People know do how gravity know which works. Side to be on? Do you know which side to be on? Do you <laughs> see which side of his arm is like on fire? No? Yeah, uh, um, but yeah, just, just to kind of give like a little bit of perspective in terms of what we've been talking about and everything, I asked the community, hey, what would you give right now? If you could give a grade to Storm, what would you give? Give some answers. Give a few answers. B. Role actions instead of cross classes. Nice change, but I disagree with some of the directions. Some jobs are going. Is it now though, or is it about to be? <laughs> the main story is superb, which is the main reason I play this game. But the evilly stuff just pisses me off. Wow, somebody doesn't like this. Um, C. I like the story. The battle and the battle changes made overall. Even if some, even if I wish some jobs were a little stronger, but with the no more ultimate till 5.0 and the lack of huge changes to the system or patch contents kind of lowers it for me, but still still have hope. And by huge changes to the system, I mean more along the lines of changes to the patch cycle or content. Um, that was another good one. Uh, for the entire experience, I'd say B, decision mostly based on story. Uh, so, so far, like a lot of Cs, a lot of Bs, no outright, oh, I love this shit so far. Holy shit. No, it, it's... There could be improvements. There could be a lot of like community feels like there could be a lot. Well, it's good because people should always want improvements because you should never be completely content with what you have. You can appreciate what you have, but you shouldn't. Well, you shouldn't ever sit there and be like, "Well, there couldn't be more." It's just about how you present it. I, I kind of feel like Wow gets away with that so hard. Like it's been in the game longer, yes. And oh like, yeah. We, in terms of people being complacent and being like, yeah, yeah, uh, content update once a year. Fuck yeah, it's so good. Well, it's not like that anymore, <laughs> but yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but like, and that's the comparison we have to draw. Like, not just, mm. you know, Stormblood and Heaven's Ward, but fucking wow. Because, mm. you know, I have a lot of people who say, well, there's nothing to do. You know, Battle for Azeroth is coming out, so... uh See you in a, a bit, you know, once we get through Monster Hunter and everything and yada, yada, yada. So, and I think it's really tough to make that comparison because, again, one's been in the game far, far longer than the other. And, like, the, the way content is put out, it just doesn't work the same way. Um, somebody did tell me in my community, like, yes, Blizz actually listens to their community and they were willing to give up to, wait, wait. They were willing to give up two major patches just to, um, you know, kind of fix it and everything. And I think they were talking about Legion. Um, yeah, they're willing to give up two patches. And the question I always asked was, you know, okay, well, things you say things are bad, quote unquote. The game is in a bad way, quote unquote. Are you willing to give up the same? No, because because half of the complaint is content and how we're getting that content. You give up that content, even when you say, even when you say like I. I just want more content. I want better content. You give that up for like a really different patch cycle just for them to kind of do things. It goes back to the whole argument. Well, we don't have enough content. We're never going to be fucking happy. That's that's my, my key point here is that we are 100% not going to be happy with, no matter what we do. Or what we that's do. fair. Blizzard has a... Yeah. A not so great <laughs> track record with uh, with the whole listening thing. Uh, yeah, it's, I think our community teams a lot. Better. Well, so here's the thing with Blizzard. Blizzard listens. I absolutely agree that they listen. 
they tell you you're wrong for a pretty long time before they listen, <laughs> but they eventually come around. Listen, yeah, they eventually listen. Like you, you like you don't, you don't know that. Right. You don't. You like you don't know if you actually want that. And then, like, no, no, like we, we really do know that we want that. And it's like, okay, we'll do it. They, it's some growing pains. They do it. They absolutely do it when when asked. They absolutely listen. They're just, they're a little resistant at first. They also, so one of the big differences with WoW and 14 in that regard is WoW likes just throw things out there that are new just for the sake mm-hmm. of making them new. And then how they land is, you know, whether it be job changes or adjustments or, uh, or, or systematic changes, they just kind of throw ideas out there and see how, see if they stick. And then if they don't, kind of like what they, we do. Yeah. They, they, they do it a little more re- every year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which is nice because sometimes it makes you feel like you're getting kind of a new experience every year or two. Mm-hmm. When it, every, I guess, yeah, every two years or so when the expansion goes out. It, feel, it feels nice because you, you do feel like you're getting a new experience, but it doesn't always pan out. One of the ones that landed was definitely Mythic Dungeons. World Quests landed pretty well also. They just throw ideas till stuff sticks. And 14's doing the same thing. They they threw new ideas out in Heavensward till one stuck in that of the Treasure mm-hmm. Dungeons and Palace of the Dead in terms of replayability. But then they gave us Shatter and Astrologos. So I don't, <laughs> not everything sticks, you know? <laughs> Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> and then they looked at what worked before and like, okay, how can we improve this? Well, people said, make it shorter. You know, make... Uh, you know, make it more difficult or, you know, do certain things differently. Like, okay, we'll do these things. But we're still, we need more ideas. I think we need more ideas thrown at the wall. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I feel. Rathalos is one of those things. It's a collaboration that throws some ideas at the wall, which is kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I like yeah, it. I agree with that. Yeah. They were being far more radical in Heaven's Ward in terms of trying new things. And Stormblood is just about, like, tightening up those things that they were trying in Heaven's Ward. Yeah. And then looking at more, like, because, I mean, you got to look at, we've gotten a lot of pretty cool things in Stormblood, but mm. when they've initially been thrown out, it's been like, but do yeah, I care, though? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, like Astrologos, it was like, you know, Capture the Flag's a really good mode, and we don't have that yet. <laughs> Why don't we, we do the basics first, a little bit, and I was like, nope, nope, here you go, giant robots, and it's like. Not we sports now, uh, please. Yeah. <laughs> esports boys. Yeah. Uh, there's there's some things that could uh, that could use some. I'll, I'll call it uh, westernization in Final Fantasy fourteen idea wise and 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 concept wise. And Blizzard gets that. Blizzard gets that a lot. I did. I still want to. Uh, I want leaderboard. I want PVE leaderboards for something. I don't care if it's like time attacks for dungeons or if they want to do seasonal ladders for Heaven on High, where like the top ranked people with the highest scores and highest floors like earn something. I'm I'm down with that. I want stuff like that. Like WoW's got the fucking mythic invitationals, the dungeons for the competition. That's just great. Well, they're doing it for PvP because I don't know. I think we're all still in denial about. <laughs> 14. It's like, no, it's really good. It can be an esport. All right. <laughs> I'll be the one to put just this out a, there. Just give it a try. It's really, really good. I'll be the one to put yeah. this out there. Listen. Well, 
I have said that. I can't even lie. I have said that. All right. I'll, I'll just say, listen. Give it a try. Listen. <laughs> for for MMO PvP, WoW is probably the closest they've ever come to being esports because they've mm-hmm. they just decide it will be, so it is. That's how Why? Blizzard. That's how Blizzard does esports. They're like, well, we've decided this is esports, so it is. Yeah, and we're Blizzard, so for fuck you, it's an esport. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that was significantly better and is still significantly better and will always be significantly better than final phase 14 and even that isn't that insane i i i think the mythic invitationals are more popular than their actual pvp their actual pvp competition that's that's what i'm saying it's it's ridiculous that they they're so obsessed with trying to grow pvp and trying to push it into being something that that it's not and that it's not going to be and, and and the way they're incentivizing it is introducing these systems that they should be introducing in pve content like you say with the leaderboards and seasons and stuff like that it's just just take these ideas and apply them elsewhere yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> they just haven't good idea that's all that's all i want we just don't need it's just not <laughs> it's not there it's not you know it's just not great that's all there is to it and at some point you've just got to accept that (laughs) it's listen it's so not great it hasn't even been a talking point yet in this in this show (laughs) we're talking about pv state of pvp across two expansions and it has not come up at all and we don't have frosty on the show to be fair it's also in such a not great state at the current moment that i it's not great to talk about <laughs> that's that's so, like we didn't even it didn't even occur to any of us to talk about that in reference to today's topic did it didn't even we didn't even think to <laughs> didn't even factor in i've i didn't we, once we, no we could well, there you go it no. just i it that's sorry no. and we then we could, don't we can put burn and burn and um frosty on the same show how's that gonna go that's going to be the equivalent of having minus one guest because burn will not talk <laughs> whatsoever <laughs> we we are going to give him lung cancer before he says a fucking <laughs> word about pvp in the show oh god all right oh, so shit. yeah that's uh it's not it's not great i'll i'll say this i much enjoyed feast more in 3.1 to 3.3 then I mm. even remotely care about it now. The PvP modes that were introduced in Heavensward, uh, at this point, Feast, at the midway point, it would have been Feast and uh, and the best PvP mode that there has ever been in that of, uh, oh god, I never, what's the, what, it's, I, why can't I remember it right now? My brain's mush. Um, Silrock? Silrock, yeah. I was thinking of, I was thinking yeah, of okay. the other. I was thinking of the other word though, because not seal rock is a type of mm-hmm. seas. Secure. There you go, seas. There you seas, go. See, se- that's what I kept. Seas. I kept getting secure because I call it seal rock, but I was trying to yeah. reference the mode, and it's seas. So there you go. The far superior PvP mode in that of seas feast in its initial implementation, which while rough around the edges, still is was more popular then up to three point three mm-hmm. than it is now. And we have astrologos and whatever's happened to feast in the past year i don't i don't know everyone tells me it's 
not been great since like four like four point two is like the stopping point. When's the, when's the last time last time you've actually done feast? Like I'm trying to think when I've done feast. Not at seven. No, you know what? I did do a couple matches at at, at seven because I wanted to test the the new maps. I did do a few. And also, you have to consider the PvP changes, which, as much as I wanted sort of consolidation of skills, it did. I'd say it didn't pan out maybe as well as I had hoped mm-hmm. for PvP. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just something's missing, I feel, when I'm doing PvP nowadays. It's just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's bad. <laughs> that's, that's my, it's just bad. It's my diagnosis right now. <laughs> I, want it, I want it to be better. But it's not. But, so, yeah. eh. so let it go. <laughs> Just let it be what it is. Let it be side content. Stop, stop insisting on it. You know, being a big competitive scene, and just like let it be what it is. Just go back to the basics. Stop trying to be fancy. Just go back to the ba- yeah. PvP has been defined. There's certain modes people all expect, and just go back to the basics. Yeah. If you're gonna do anything, just go back to the basics. That's it. Oh man. All right. Is there anything else topic-wise you gentlemen would like to bring to the table? Uh, no, no, not really. In terms of our comparisons, Sly. No, I think we pretty much covered everything from like comparison standpoint. So. Yeah, the only things I can think of are literally comparing like the treasure dungeons and the deep dungeons and stuff, which for me Stormblood's mm-hmm. gonna win. It's just it's the same thing, just more refined. Like it's mm-hmm. not even really a discussion point. Mm-hmm. And I guess that kind of mm-hmm. brings us to the next thing, because now we have to look towards the next expansion. People are looking towards what is you're looking towards the lore book. And then you're because now at this point, I know you, you're expecting a volume three at Two fan fests, two NA fan fests from now. You're already thinking about volume three. I already know about that. Um, we have to think about how content are we with that way of doing things, with figuring out what sticks and then just improving it in the next, like just taking feedback into account and expansion later and maybe throwing a couple more ideas, seeing if those stick and still otherwise sticking to what is what we know and what is normal. I think it's the way you have to you have to do it. Otherwise, you're just playing it safe and you're just reproducing the same content over and over again. What they really need to do if they want more things to stick more quickly is have a public test server for See, it. See, I don't. That doesn't necessarily make ideas stick better. It just makes the ideas there. It just gives us the opportunity to play it before it officially comes out. Mm-hmm. Well, so it I, means we. It means that we deliver feedback. Yeah, faster, so it can be refined faster. Assuming people who are actually providing feedback are actually providing it, as mm. people, yeah, a lot of sure. people just play stuff when it goes live, and that's where the majority of the feedback happens. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's there's also there's other slippery slopes. Like I'm someone who wants a PTR, mm-hmm. but I want it under the right conditions. It should actually yes. be a a test realm, a pl- a place where people are expected to provide feedback and fish yeah, for I feedback. Yeah, I think it should be invitation only. It should be very clear about, like, you know, what, what you're there for and, and what the point is. Um, 
Yeah, if, if, if handled well, then it can definitely improve the implementation of content, but it does need to be handled very carefully. You're, you're right about that. Yeah, like I don't like raid bosses being in my PTRs, for example. Mm -hmm. That's just... Right. I, I trust you well enough that mm -hmm. I don't really care if I find a bug in a fight, unless it's mm -hmm. like the A6 Savage bug with the water, mm -hmm. where, the, where like yeah. the water would transfer to the same person, like... That I care about finding, or anything with Twintanya, because that was a mm. fucking nightmare as, as yeah. a whole back in 2.0. But if it's new kinds of content, it can definitely be helpful. Specifically, like, diet, like if Diadem had just, like, literally the PTR was you can only do Diadem. That's it. That's the mm. only thing they want. They want early feedback on that. Really? No, That's but I, I'm, I'm, no, I am saying that is probably that is a good example because that it was. That was when they threw an idea at the wall and they could have gotten feedback before pushing it out to everybody. And you don't have to let everyone mess around with everything. You maybe do job changes and whatever idea it is you're trying to stick to the wall. One new PvP, like if they're going to do a new PvP map, make it so the PTR just lets you queue into that PvP map. That's the only thing people could talk about with the PTR in that case. If that's what, if you're doing something brand, I don't give a shit if they want to, don't throw the new dungeon at me. Like I know how that's going to go. Don't throw the yeah. new raid at me. I know how that's going to go. But if you have something you deliberately hope that people enjoy, you want people to enjoy, those are the sole things you, need to, you, you throw at people. New systems, things like the duty recorder to make sure it works properly. Things mm -hmm. like uh, like colorblind modes, you know, feedback on that. Systematically brand new things. Even just the idea of saving server side to make sure that goes perfectly okay. There's no bugs with that. That's something they could test a little bit more internally. But just things like that. The glamour dresser. Just literally, you can log in, you've got a shit ton of items on your character, and then that's it. It's just like, it's, it's then that's it. And then you just go and you mess with the Glamour Dresser and you provide feedback on it. That's it. Mm -hmm. Butt sliders. <laughs> just go on and just, just playing with ass today, guys. Playing with... <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. Jesus. There you go. Can we get that quote oh, please? God. There you go. Would you would you want to see uh, new jobs before no. an expansion on a playtest realm? So that's okay. so I, I I personally say no. That's um, a tough one though. It's a it? tough because one. Every time that we have had new jobs, they have had to be fixed. So for me, it the thing is you can't just test new jobs. You have mm -hmm. to test the changes for all jobs, and I do kind of want that on a PTR. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. I don't, it's, it's, I remember when we did the media tour, we came back, we said, this is all subject to change. Nothing's finalized. Mm. I still remember the uproar, but I guess the uproar mm. was technically feedback because they did kind of look at certain things and that feedback eventually carried into some decisions they made later. Mm. So it's, uh, it's a, like, for example, I don't want people going on the PTR testing the DPS on everything and then being like, well, this is the lowest DPS so it's shit or like something like that. Like, mm. that's kind of improper mm. use, and I feel like that's kind of where it goes. People aren't so much curious about functionality as much as they care about the end result. Mm. Well, I guess the way around that was would be to have, a, like, an invite-only PTR where the community team selects people that they know are not going to be raging douchebags. And then that's a whole other process. I mean, but then y'all had to sign, like, yeah, sure. I didn't go. Then y'all had to sign NDAs anyway. You know what? Yeah. Yeah, we went to the media tour. Yeah, it's signed. Yeah. 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 But that's all 
you know, it's simple enough. It's pretty straightforward. It's it's tough because this can't be something everyone can log into, but it needs to be enough people for the feedback to be yeah, acceptable. It needs to be like thousands of people. Yeah. It's tough. It's that's why PTRs are tough in general, because the number of people who use them to actually test and provide feedback and the number of people who just want to yeah. yeah, it's just it's it's a really it's, small percentage. That's, they're crazy, they're crazy tough, but it's it's worth it in like every instance that they are like utilized, right? Yeah, I mean, even if the people who go there and the people who do present the feedback, one of the big things I see with World of Warcraft, a game that used the PTR a lot, is outside mm-hmm. of the raid encounters, whenever job, whenever systematic changes are made, all the content creators are usually on top of it, and they're fishing for feedback from everybody else of mm-hmm. initial thoughts. And that's mm-hmm. a better feedback forum than just people playing the PTR a lot of the time. But it also mm-hmm. is then feedback coming from people who didn't try it. So it's mm-hmm. double-edged sword. So. Okay. I, I just think could benefit from a PTR, but it's delicate. Mm-hmm. It's very mm-hmm. it's very delicate because you need thousands upon thousands of people testing something to get enough accurate information. Mm-hmm. But I want it. It also yeah. just give us it's something hot, to talk but about. We want it. <laughs> it also just give us something to talk about on really tough weeks to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so on the PTR this week, there were these job changes. Instead, it's like... Uh, so uh, that's, that's what it really comes down to. We want more exclusive content. No, I, I we I want more discussions <laughs> around fourteen to be able to happen more frequently. Is the big thing. Yeah, yeah no, I get that. Like when Ultimate comes out, it's a huge discussion. Mm-hmm. When a new raid comes out, it's a huge discussion. When this, when New Palace, that new Deep Dungeon comes out, it's a huge discussion. But we mm-hmm. wait so long between these discussions. Pagos and the Monster Hunter event are our next big discussions. Mm-hmm. So. I just want constant flow of, of discussion. And I feel like you get that a little bit with a PTR. Yeah, On top of a shit true. ton of problems, but you know. Yeah. <laughs> and you talk about those problems. Oh shit. That's see now that's a great idea for next week. We have to rate minions next week. You gotta what's the best minion, what's what's the worst? <laughs> gotta rate minions and mounts. That's that's a show topic waiting to happen. Well, I'm definitely sleeping in for that one. <laughs> <laughs> FS, would you like to come? No. Uh, no, no. But what about the yeah. lore of the minions? Mm, no. <laughs> no. 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 All right. Well, there are absolutely other things that we could discuss. There's still the jobs individually, the state of the jobs when they first came out in each expansion, the job changes overall, role actions. There's a lot of combat-related things. Don't blood wins. All right. <laughs> does it? Does yeah. It? it doesn't win for Ninja for me, but only because I hate Ninky. Okay, doesn't doesn't win for Ninja, and I love the Bow Mage, but objectively, Stormblood wins. I can't wait for all ten roll actions, man. <laughs> That's gonna be a little weird, isn't it? It's gonna be a little weird. Tiny mm-hmm. man. I'll always have my healing twos. I'll always have faint. I'll always have true north. Always have everything. That's true. That's true. We won't have to choose between, you know, always true goes. Yeah. <laughs> always have goad. Yeah. Well, you'll, you you have it. You you have it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. So there are there are a bunch of other things here, but at this point, we're, we have to get more specific and specific. We have to go to talking about individual jobs, and we could be here for another three hours if we try to break down. Like we could probably talk two hours just about both of your fucking dragoons. Because the way your shit was at the beginning of Stormblood. But they fixed it. 
really quickly. They fixed it. And they added shit that we didn't ask for. Yeah. And I knew you were about to go there because you're oh, well, they added this, this, and this. And they completely made your job so fucking easy. No, what? I never I said easy. That shit. Uh, it's not. It's, they never I said mean, easy. I just want to say, I didn't say that. <laughs> I I said, that's it. Because we got monthly monk buffs and everyone still laughed at us. And then Dragoons are like, well, we're slightly not as good. Oh, thanks for everything. Uh, there we go. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Thanks, man. I'm glad, I'm glad we took an entire expansion to not improve monk to then release Samurai. And it's basically monk 2.0. And everyone's going to meme on that now. Even if a Samurai is good. So... We're just going to keep doing this. We're going to give Samurai utility and then make somebody else like a no utility tank where they only they only protect themselves. And then they're going to call it Dark Knight. But anyway. <laughs> That's it. That's it. I don't want to get rescued for all eternity. I don't want that with roll. That's the, my biggest fear with roll actions is rescue. <laughs> it's, my, it's my biggest fear. <laughs> I don't... Uh, it's going to be fun, isn't it? It's um, going to be good. Yeah. I'm never rating a fold again. I'm never really and who does one have to argue about who takes protect? Yeah. 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 I'm scared. Anyway, with that, like I said, we could go into a lot more specifics, but we're rather coming but up we on the, won't. We know we won't because we're coming up on the two hour point of the show. So, uh, gentlemen, if you don't mind, I'm going to read off our sponsor lists and then Please. you can do your outros and then I can go hopefully kill Ultima in less than an hour so I can go eat. Good luck. Thanks, thanks, man. Last last week was like four hours, and I was like, "This is taking too long." This is taking too long, guys. I just want to. I just. I don't need to beat this every week, but I am. So, I got my weapons. Content. Content. There you go. All right, so uh, before we wrap things up, ladies and gentlemen, just want to do a thank you to our sponsors over on Patreon for combating hashtag demonetized for uh, probably about seven, eight months at this point, somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, they just they support us over mm-hmm. there, so that way we don't do like any ad reads. Other the Steel Series thing is a giveaway mostly, so less of an ad read, more of a of a giveaway kind of thing. Like, hey, there's free shit, go try to win it. So I don't think anyone complains about that. But uh, we got to thank our sponsors. So the first one is, of course, our patron of light, Kuja Cross, and the Advent FC on Genova. And I have the graphic if OBS would let me click it. That would be fantastic if OBS would let me click it. They always send mad good screenshots. This one actually doesn't fit in the frame. So there's like, there's like technically a frame around it, but it doesn't fit. It's only on the top and the bottom. But oh, uh, that's a great one. Yeah, I, they're going to take great ones on the jump puzzle, like we talked about earlier, Ethos. Fuck off. <laughs> Thank you. I, I can't wait Took to the see words right out of my mouth. I can't wait to see the gates of Sildi with with good screenshots and jump puzzles and people ruining those good screenshots because they're doing the jump puzzle. All right. So thank you, Kuja Cross and the Advent FC on Genova for being the patrons of light, the patron and patrons of light. We also have our standard sponsors and Sly. I'm looking at you, so don't. All right. I'm not doing it. I'm warning you now. That's it. All right. We have our standard sponsor. We have Just One Fox, Shadow Link on the Tonberry server. Dom, Asuka Wake from the Genova server. As as uh, I'm sorry, I was looking at Sly and I got distracted. For some reason, I thought I said Genova twice. Uh, Lamillion Nella of Midgard Summer, Sir, and the Avalanche family on Malboro. Johnny Oyatsia, Zarek of Org 13. Kifka and the Great Eagles on Exodus. Dark Graver, Katayoshi from Kujata. Skia Symphonia from Ragnarok. Can you see my eyes shifting back and forth? <laughs> 
Roz FM mm -hmm. from Exodus, Rylander West Dust, the Purple Warrior, Adric Red Steel on Exodus, Lexi Valentine, Return of the Revivus FC from Zodiac. Don't point at your own face. Sour Craven Tribes from Genova, Renoa Chikara, Grisha Valfur of Siren, Hirsch vs. Fairy, Phoenix Down FC on Goblin, and Siren from Zodiac. Have our elite sponsors. We have Kana Uzuki of Genova. What was that face? Like Kana Uzuki of Genova. We have U Starlon Coral, Sothal, Sarah Frost from Behemoth, Diablo, Holy Tabasco, Red Thorn Asura, Kern Ioni, Askin Hawk, Oscar, Crash 015, Mustang, Serenity FC on Ultros. Kakazuma, Serial Kira on Cactar, Ignis Faragun from Diablo, Celestial Fanfret, Noctacords from Excalibur, Kovos Moonscar, Private Mikey, Spike, Nani Kurosami, Rudy Rudiger, Tin Colossus, Killer Hackman, Roll Jr., and Fantastic Jones. Good job, Sly. Thank you. Why'd you point? Why'd no, you? I'm saying, I'm saying thank you to the to the patrons, not you. Like, there's like. <laughs> Fuck you. God damn it. Fuck you, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something Jesus. Like, you, I swear to God, you, like, every time, every week, I hear you read that off. I think of you as like a horse racing announcer. Like, you just. I could do it. You just, yeah. <laughs> you gotta do it. And Stop. they're off. No, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need like, uh, I need to actually have a horse race in front of me, and I need to know all the the horses yeah. in advance. All right, yeah, I could, I could do it. I could, I just do, I do the rap god thing all the time, so I'll just, I'll just do that instead. All right, but with that, uh, we need to start signing off. So, Ethis, you'll be mm. the first one with your uh, your El, your Elgato green screen behind you. My yes, my Elgato green screen. Yeah, which is more expensive than i was expecting it to be but why they're good it's a good product not it sponsored doesn't help that it's in dollary dues i'd imagine yeah yeah it really doesn't um anyway i'm i'm ethos that's me ethos asher i stream pretty much every day on twitch.tv slash ethos asher and i do youtube content on um uh ethos asher and also ethos live um i've been playing through morrowind on stream and putting it up in uh, edited parts there. And that's a lot of fun because I love that game. That's great. And uh, Twitter and everywhere else, you know who I am. I'm, I'm here regularly. It's me. You I love you all. Me. You know me. Yeah. Yeah. I love you guys. Thanks. Thanks for watching. And thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. And now Sly, Simple Sly, as I call him at the start of the show, Simple Sly, why don't you tell him where they can find you at, what you're working on. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Sly, a.k.a. Gray Fox. Twitter at SlyTheFox. YouTube.com slash The Velvet Room. Um, yeah. I stream things, too. Them days a week, except for, except for yesterday, because I need a fucking day off. Like, but, yeah, I'm, I'm getting ready for Generations next month. Generations Ultimate, excuse me. So we're Ooh. playing Generations. So if you... You have generations on 3DS. We play that every Sunday till you know, ultimate. Add me. I have my friend code. I I will give you my friend code. You give me yours and we can be friends. I like pasta says friends. sly streams weeb shit. He does. That is true. He's a I will weeb. not deny that. I will not deny that. I, that is true. You should lead with that. Hey guys, I'm Sly. Um, I'm a giant filthy weeb, and uh, yeah, I get drunk on stream. <laughs> All right, that's why did I? Why did I even let Sly speak for himself? I should have just let you do it. 
Yeah, yeah. Ethan should have done my my outro. Oh, that's uh, all right, man. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, we can, thanks. we can always next you know one week I'm gonna have you each do each other's outros. <laughs> it's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. And then you can both yeah. do mine. <laughs> since it's three people well Ethis, did you want to give that a shot like you want to go ahead and give that a he's shot done, he's done soundtrack? mine before he's done i know he's done mine yeah, i've done my confessions oh yeah. look at me i have a podcast and uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's hey a, guys hey guys mr happy here <laughs> what the fuck is that voice? Here's, 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 here's hey guys you say, you you sound like you're embarrassed to be Australian. That's about as close as that sounds to me. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Joyzy and uh, ah, here's, here's some sponsored content. Sponsored <laughs> content. That oh that my. was so Australian. It wasn't even funny. It's so not really Australian, <laughs> but like it is at the same time. Yeah. And uh, it's been on Sly's face that whole time because I was too busy laughing. So they got to see <laughs> Sly's reactions to it and nothing else. And now I'm on the screen. So uh, I guess I'll tell people where you can find me. You can find me, Mr. Happy127, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, everywhere. What do we have coming up? Well, we just wrapped up Octopath in, uh, I did about four or five days of like 16 hours a day for that game. So uh, I, it's, I finished. Be crazy. It's, it's done. And I'm just busy working on some YouTube content for that. The Melee Versus is finally out. Uh, so now that gets to get invalidated in like six weeks when they do more job adjustments. And then, uh, what do we got? We got, I'm, we happy few comes out next month. So I naturally have to play it because it has to be, we Mr. Happy few. I can have it no other way. Uh, we have the Dauntless update same day as Monster Hunter World PC. And I'm probably going to play the Dauntless update instead of Monster Hunter World PC because I don't, I don't feel like. Playing, but stop. <laughs> no, dollars. Fuck yeah. <laughs> because I don't feel like playing vanilla Monster Hunter when I'm already HR ninety nine on the PS four version. It's the main reason. It's the main reason why I don't want to play that. Um, there's Monster Hunter Generations at the end of August. There's also the Behemoth event. There's Pagos. There's uh, there's what's it called the Raffalo stuff. Got some stuff coming up. Got some got some stuff coming up so be be on the lookout for that and with that gentlemen before my raid team starts harassing me in twitch chat i guess we can finally wrap this up so ethos thank you again for thank you thank you next week we'll be you we'll figure it out next week we always do we figured this one out we oh the minion that's right the minion show is next week that's right i forgot about that (laughs) yeah that's right good call so anyway, uh, thank you everyone for watching. We'll have a very yeah. short post show and then we will see you for next week. So until then, bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you next week. <laughs>